0: What's going on, good family? Happy Monday. You know what it is. It is what it is, Monday. With yours, surely AB, my guy D Butt man. He's gonna be joining us shortly. But it's Monday, December 5th, man. Um, excited, excited as always, man, to join in and talk some good football, some current events. You know what I mean? What's going on? What went on over the weekend, what went on yesterday in the NFL, obviously last night, Sunday night football. Um, talk about tonight's matchup, Monday Night Football. So we got a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. Obviously, we're gonna talk about this heat I was on yesterday. Shit, undefeated in the money line against the spread. Um, did damn well as as, as well. Um, you know, one of my guys sent me um, a part of uh, his slip that he used uh, my cheat sheet on, man. So shout out to him with that bank. Um, we got the commanders and the giants, man. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, Sunday night football, man. Our coach, man, a tough, a tough loss against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, We're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Still flying high. Um, My Cincinnati Bengals, man, led by cool Joe. I was able to uh, beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas, Kansas city chiefs, man. It just seems like, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, man, they have their number. Uh, I think every time they played, it's been a a great matchup. So obviously we're going to touch on that. Uh, We're going to touch on Jimmy G. Jimmy G, broken foot, out for the year uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. Purdy coming in, did a good job. But what does the rest of the season look like for the San Francisco 49ers? Uh, Lamar Jackson, first quarter, left the game with a knee injury. What, this, what happens with, with, the Buck, with the Baltimore Ravens? Is it a serious injury? Um, they said it's going to be days to weeks. It's not a season-ending injury. But, again, um, how does this hurt or help their playoff implications um, as this season continues? Deshaun Watson back first game, obviously serving his uh, 11-game suspension uh, with his accusations, you know, um, that has happened. They was able to go back to H-Town um, and get a win. Wouldn't say he played a, a a great game, you know. Obviously, you know, expected some rust. So we go. Obviously, we want to touch on that as well. Um, so a lot of good stuff, man. As always, man. Y'all go into the Twitter. Oh, y'all can put it. Hop in the comment section. Um, ask us your questions, man. Obviously, we want that interaction with you guys. As always, man. We appreciate y'all for tuning in to this. Is what it is, Monday. We're gonna catch y'all on the other side, baby. we <laughs> going on. What's going on, man? We back. Um, We're going to jump right into it. We're going to jump right into it. and I'm going to start with our Colts. Sunday night football. Cowboys 54, Colts 19. Um, This puts our Colts at 4-8 and 1. Coming into this game, um, I want to say the coach was um ten and a half point underdog i know a lot of people would say hey, that's a lot of points um but man it it, it 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 did not look good for the coach um last night i think the, on the cowboy side you know um, everything was kind of clicking for them you know defense was flying around um causing creating turnovers and um for our coach man you know i would say Matt Ryan didn't look didn't look. It, I don't think a, a lot looked good for the Colts last night. And I think we we've all you know, they play this sport. You know, you have those games where um like nothing you do is working. Nothing you do is working. And it's kind of one of them things that kind of um happened last night. You know, my guy Jeff Saturday. Our guy Jeff Saturday. You know, started off with a with a huge win coming in with the uh, a win against the Las Vegas Raiders, man. But you know, now, you know, dropped a couple. Um, and obviously this game not looking good at all. Just got to figure out, you know, what does the future look like for the coach? And, again, you know, this is – it is what it is Mondays. Like, what is the future looking like for the coach? Obviously, um, you know, Jim Irsay, he's going to go through his his procedure as far as, you know, who's going to be the head coach next year. But right now, at this point in the season, you know, um, Matt Ryan was on the bench. You know, Jeff Saturday is hired as the interim head coach first thing that he does um you know he brings you know matt Ryan back off the bench and names him the starter and i totally agree with that um at that at that moment in time but right now where the coach are sitting at 4-8-1 um got what four games left i think something you know, some, some things won't have to have to happen for them to be able to get into the, to the playoffs. I think the, obviously with the Titans losing, um, yesterday to the Philadelphia Eagles, they're still ahead. Um, they will have to drop drastically and the coach will probably have to win out for them to be able to, you know, uh, win the division and get into the playoffs. But your opinion, y'all thoughts, like, is this a situation where, you know, we just try to see what we have? Um, you know, obviously we're not gonna tuck our tail. We're not gonna quit. Uh, I know we we not that's not the the identity that Jeff Saturday is gonna bring to that team just in that building in general. But what's I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer is. So um that's 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 gonna be something that we gotta keep a lookout for. But Cowboys um still playing some good ball. Um I think, you know, with the with the Philadelphia Eagles still playing good, um, the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants. Time yesterday that division playing some real good ball down here in the stretch so we we're going to see we're going to see what's what's going to happen gonna time for matty ice to hang him up hey father time waits for nobody uh, i'm not going to say you know hang him up but it's, it's looking rough out there it's looking rough <clears throat> Gotta build at the defense in that fourth quarter. What do you try and do to get reset and try and play when it's that bad? Man, you're just hoping when somebody makes a play. You know, again, I've, I've been in a situation, and I vividly remember um, playing with the Colts, going down to New Orleans and playing Drew Brees, man. And um, at halftime, I think they probably put up like 30-some points on us, man. And it's just one of them things where you try to go back and you forget the first half and say, hey, man, we just got to take a one play at a time. Um Try to make a try to make a play. You know, offense. Hey, help us out defensively, man. Get a get a stop, get a sack, strip, strip sack, interception or something, man. Just to try to turn the tables. But again, man, when you out there and it seems like nothing is going right, seems like the damn game gets longer and longer and longer, man. So um as a defense, that's kind of what's going on your going through your mind while you out there on the field on the sideline. Pretty sure when my guy D-Buck gets gets in here, man, he's gonna have his take. what he thinks the coach should do and uh, what that game looked like but it's a tough one for our coach tough one till past months told how he talks the defense all week at scout quarterback when he prepared for Bree. uh i might not (laughs) have been there for that one um but man moving on um to the next to the next game (laughs) Like I said, put your, put your comments in the comment section. Um, we're going to touch on this Thursday night football game. The Bills um, at the Patriots. Bills 9-3. and three. Look at my guy right there. Yo, yo. Yo,
1: yo. How the service? How's the house down? So you good? You good? All right. Bet, bet, bet. Man. Sorry about that. Uh, man, desert, literally. Mm. Oh shit! Nah, you
0: good? You good? Uh, touch on this Thursday night football real quick. Nine and three Bills, twenty four the Patriots, six oh, and six. Damn. They're sitting at five hundred right now. Um, Josh Allen and company man. They was able to you know go out there and get the job done. Um, their first win in that division. So I think that was um that was big for them. Um, mm-hmm. with, the, with the Miami Dolphins losing yesterday you know um bills are sitting in a real good po- good position right now uh and with kansas city losing as well <clears throat> kansas city is they are they still your favorite coming out of the afc
1: oh i mean i am changed the Bengals. Bengals got their number i think burrow 3-0 right now uh against patrick mahomes obviously Last time they faced off in the playoffs, took that championship. Uh, dub, Ah, uh, damn, man. Uh, yeah, I still say, I still can't say, Kansas City. It, it will be my favorite. If it was an AFC Championship game being played today, I would bet on Kansas City again. Probably to win it. Maybe my Dolphins, maybe the Bengals, but I, I say Chiefs right now. Still, I, yeah, they, yeah. I'm trying to convince myself, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you
0: don't sound too confident. You know, we're going to give you some weeks. We're going to give you a couple more weeks, man. We, you know, we put you <laughs> on the hot spot. Nine but three. but the, the Bills, man, the Bills looking good. You know, at the, mm-hmm. the AFC, we got a lot of teams. Um, I ain't going to say a lot of them. We got a few teams that can mm-hmm. push, um, push for that crown. You got the Bills. You got the Chiefs, obviously. Um, you got the Miami Dolphins playing some good ball. Cincinnati, yep. as you just mentioned, um, they're coming on. They They're well, hot right now. So I would say between those four teams, man, you can kind of flip a coin on any given day. On any given day, and be yep. like, hey, this is the team that could, you know, potentially check it through from
1: the AFC. So, absolutely, and they all they all got dogs. The quarterback tour, you know, obviously had a rough one yesterday. He was missing his tackles, but no excuse. Guys were open. He was. He was off uh, bad for some for some reason. Um lost to Josh Purdy. You know, and, you know, everybody gets an opportunity, everybody's pros out there, but we, we shouldn't lose with Josh Purdy playing quarterback but, for the majority of the afternoon. I, I always give you a hard time when, 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 you, when you talk about this,
0: you know what I'm saying? Like there yeah, there quarterback go. is a major, major, major factor in these games. And since we're talking about it, um Dolph is sitting at eight and four right now. Um, Niners also eight and four. Niners was able to, you know, throw this game 33 17 And we talked yeah. about it. You know, if we create a, a super team, it would be the Dolphins, explosive offense, and the 49ers, talented defense. Um, you had the Dolphins in this game, I had the 49ers. But I always talk about man, it's is is quarterbacks are very, very, very important. But the the other aspects of the game. Or the teams are, are, are yeah. key. And I went defense here. I just felt like the way the defense was playing, um, playing with a lot of confidence on mm-hmm. the field. I'm pretty sure Domingo Ryan's just having way more confidence. Um, play calling as well just seemed like everything is working right for them. And then when you look on the offensive side of the ball for the Niners, you know, Jimmy G was playing good. But, you know, having weapons all around them, I just felt the yeah. Niners was, was a, a better team. Not saying Dolphins – with some shit, obviously, they've been playing good, but as a Excuse team, me. you know, Donna, the Dinahs was 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 good, but, you know, you're you going to learn about that that quarterback.
1: Yeah. I'm still with the quarterback. We just heard the teams we named the AFC, uh, and right now you look at the 49ers. The last week, everybody, hey, man, this the NFC Championship. This is probably both, you know, favorite to appear from the NFC, even with the Eagles sitting at 10-1, and 1. but now they're going to lost Jimmy G for the year. You're not going to find nobody that's going to say that, man. It's a quarterback-driven league at the end of the day, man. And and I wish my quarterback, one of my quarterbacks, Tua, played much, much better yesterday, but he didn't. And one of the individuals that I was worried about wrecking this game wrecked it. Nick Bosa, three sacks, one forced fumble. Uh, Our guy, Man to Man alum, Jimmy Ward, had a a nasty pick um, getting straight uh, horizontal to the field. Uh, but like you said, D'Amico Ryan's got this, obviously, this defense playing at an unbelievable level. Weapons all around the field on the offensive side, so that whatever quarterback does play, they definitely have the best um opportunity to succeed. And Josh Purdy, he played well too. He, he played good. He looked like he stepped right in there, like, you know, the moment definitely wasn't too big for him. I think Mr. Relevant a couple of years ago. Um, so so shout out to him. But very disappointing loss for my for my for my dolphins over there in the AFC East. But um it was it was still a it was a good game for a little bit. You know we had that fourth bit. one and fourth and then then it got ugly at the end. But uh yeah. good game though good game. You nah. so did you you already showed your record? Nah you know, nah we, we gonna wait we gonna wait I wanted you to
0: uh I wanted <laughs> I wanted you to be on screen before I pulled the records up you know what I'm saying we
1: we got time we got time you know yeah it was hot it was hot yeah. We had we had a lot. We agreed on it first in the pick show, and then as the show went on, we started, started going. Old, yeah, you
0: yeah, got with your heart and all this other shit, but it's all good. We, we 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 gonna take our time, man. Next game up, man. We got the Commanders and the Giants. Um, uh, this it, it, was it's another good game. Um, mm-hmm. the Washington Commanders Giants tied twenty twenty. Commanders at seven five and one. Giants seven four and one. Um, spoke about it briefly. Um. Gonna get your thoughts on the Indy and the Cowboys game, but we just talked about you know this NFC East, man, where these teams are playing well. You know, this Mm -hmm. division is playing really well. Um, any thoughts on on this game? I know you went with the Giants, you went with the home team here, I went with the Commanders. Um, any thoughts here?
1: Nah, you know, it's I think this is a pick 'em uh on Saturday I believe and this week, I think everybody expected this one to be a tough a, a close a physical game that's what it was Heineke made plays late to put it in the overtime uh Saquon he he's uh still continuing on with his stellar season just just enter back into the 1000 yard club I know he's been dealing with it a lot so that's that's good for him um but I mean these these teams if any one of these teams lost yesterday I think their chance to make the playoffs would have been like 30 or something percent lower. Um, They they end up tying. It was a close game. I think they play again in two weeks. So um, this division uh, obviously looked like it's going to be won by the Eagles, but it could still easily put, you know, three, possibly even four teams in the playoffs. But um, this game was, I feel like, pretty much what we expected, uh, um, you know, going into it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Again, I I think it's a – this is really going to be interesting just to see how these teams are able to finish out. Like you said, they play each other again in two weeks, man. So um, this, this last stretch is going to be real important for a lot of teams, especially these yep. two. So, um, Let's exactly. yeah. we'll see, man. Um, the Broncos and the Ravens, man. Um, Broncos 3-9. <clears throat> you know, I thought they was going to be able to, to pull this one out. Ravens, um, Lamar Jackson left first quarter with a knee injury. um they say you know it's either day-to-day week-to-week not a season-ending injury but the Ravens not looking good even when he was in the game um at the quarterback position man the Ravens not looking good and that's just not offense it's defensively too um I know Mm -hmm. they held the Broncos at nine points but that offense hasn't been doing shit um this year anyway but this I don't know I don't know what it is about the Ravens man um, yeah. they, was able to, they was able to pull this pull this game out and win this game. I felt as though this 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 score shouldn't have been this tight. But lately, man, they haven't been playing well.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, and, and they've been winning. They've been finding ways to win. And even even the four games that they have lost, If you think about those losses. A lot of those were games where they had to lead in the second half or even the fourth quarter and lost. So they could easily be sitting at ten and two right now and not. Uh, playing their best ball, I don't feel like really for any stretch uh, this season. But Lamar Jackson, his team has found ways to win. Defense over the course of the season played better. They still had a rough start, played better in these last few not so great. But, um, you know, you find a way to get a win in what, December, with your backup quarterback, obviously we know we're going to take that. You know, we're not playing our best ball. We're eight and 84. We're going to take it. But Burroughs in the division – we talked about the other teams at the top of the AFC. When you talk about really contending, and if you look at what the Ravens have been putting on film, putting putting on the field, either one, neither one of us could look at that and say, you know, that's enough to get it done in the, in the playoffs. But um, you know, the, on the other side of that, the lowly Broncos once again putting up nine points, falling to three and nine on the season. Um, mm. You know, She's outside dang. of yeah, I would say biggest disappointment, but I'm more disappointed, obviously, with our Colts. At this point, especially after that shit lacking last night, but um, this season for the Broncos right now, man, that's how to pay your quarterback. Yeah, it's, this it's, this and this is the most disappointing team in the league right now. But it is this this is the one.
0: It's just a lot of people in that building. You know, got to do a lot of soul searching, got to look themselves in the mirror, um, and some some decisions got to be made, man. Because again, like you said, you know, paying your quarterback all that bread. Um, what
1: I, what decisions though, AB?
0: I mean, some some tough ones.
1: Some tough ones. head coach, one and done. You got to go a different ones. directions. Steve Wilkes was one and done. No, nah, shit, it's definitely it ain't unprecedented at That's all. i
0: saying, I mean, it's it's, it's I, I, tough decisions going to have to be made. It's going to be a tough decision to be like, yo, come back and we're gonna try this shit again. That's a tough decision to make.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A tough decision to be like, hey, look, I appreciate it, but this shit did not look good this year. Like, we're gonna have to go yeah. elsewhere. But well, all I'm saying is I'm not calling for anybody's job, but some tough decisions are gonna have to be made. Um, because I don't think anybody is, is 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 happy with the three and nine and yeah. the way it's the way it's looked on film. You know what I mean? It's just like the, the product that's out there on the field is is not good.
1: Nobody, speaking of nobody, been happy, especially the defense. Once again, another game that if they, that was the thing, you know, if they were able to score 18 points in regulation, the Broncos would be 9-1, and 10-1, whatever. It's another week of that same thing. And that's cool if you got a rookie quarterback, you down to your backup, your third string, you got a quarter, quarterback situation like we got an indie. It ain't cool, but you can look at it and say, oh, okay, I see Quarterback just 250? Nah, that that ain't that ain't gonna get it done. Head coach just brought in to be an offensive guru, whatever. Defense playing lights out. They got a uh, I believe a first year D coordinator too. Yeah, but, um, Yeah. And, and he and he been doing his thing. So to have this kind of season for them go to a waste because this is the rap for them, um, that that that's 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 tough to see, man. Yeah. It happens, and we definitely will
0: <coughs> see the Broncos next year. But I think a big thing, though, a big thing, and, and you've been in these locker rooms where um, the season hasn't gone the way you thought it would go. I, mm-hmm. One of the big things is, like, okay, well, let's try to end the season on a good note, yep. going into the offseason um, on a good note, have some things that we can build on in the offseason. So sitting at 3-9, and nine, you got five games left. Like, What can we make of these remaining five games? So I think that's, you know, silver spoon. I guess you know something that we could take out of the season. So,
1: something. You know, everybody got their own situations. You know, some players probably on contract years. Some, you know, young players trying to get it. You know, it's just it's it's tough, man. Because I know the expectations in that city, that organization, that building going into this. year it was like, oh yeah, it is finally. Finally, man, we've been saying it. And now sitting here, like you said, this last five weeks. You know, it's big, obviously, to stay together. And this is where now, you know, it may be certain days or times where, hey, guys are putting their extra work in the building. Maybe we stay after as a group 20, 30 minutes to do some extra film, study something. And now like I'm going home, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do treatment yeah. at home. I'm going to do this at home. You know, you, you the the Airbnb out in the Tulum already booked. Man, so what? I, <laughs> it's tough right now, man. Hey, I keep fighting. You always everything has been evaluated, man. If you are a free agent, if you are a young guy who may not be brought back to the roster next year or, or whatever, everybody outside of certain and Russell Wilson probably in that building, I could potentially be somewhere else. But right. um, when you are being evaluated and they watching that film, they're not going to say, oh, "Okay, they were three and eleven in this game," so. Let me just watch this film from that lens. Like, nah, whatever you put on that tape is it, it, going to be evaluated. So always be a pro and have pride, in, in, in you know what you're putting out there. That's
0: facts. That's facts. That's facts. Um,
1: another good one. Um,
0: Steelers at the Falcons. Nineteen sixteen Steelers, man. Steelers was able to uh, to pull this one out. Falcons try to make a late run. Um, mm-hmm. Steelers sitting at five and seven. I'm um, at five and eight, man. Mike T, man, he he pushing, man, he pushing for that five hundred, <laughs> pushing that five hundred. You seen that clip, man? He was walking, man. My man was talking to say Mike T, man. Mike T, man, I'm fucking working, man. I ain't got time. I'm fucking man.
1: working right now.
0: Hey, hey, but um, but yeah, the Steelers, man. They they, they making a push for. It. Obviously, you get when you get one of your one of the top def- defensive players in the league back in the yep. lineup. You know that makes a the huge difference. Um, Kenny Pickett, man, he's been playing. Um, solid the last couple of weeks. What mm-hmm. you, do you feel the same?
1: scene? Let me push You know, we, we, this is the point in the season where, you know, contenders pretenders separate themselves. But we start allocating more time and stuff to the show to the contenders. So I don't think they're in that category yet. But if you're a still a fan, um, it's making you feel better. You know, you're going out there, and once again, your team is competing and trying to win every week, they're getting better as the season's going on. Kenny Pickett, your guy who you want to start from the jump as a rookie. They the only quarterback drafted in the first round this year. Um, he's looking better every week. And you found that I picked him because I picked them um, because of the quarterback. And then, once again, that defense led by T.J. Watt. So, uh, and the coach, too, Mike Tomlin. you know, they ain't going to go out sad. So, um, I, like, I like what I'm seeing from the Steelers, But, obviously, in the big scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things, they're they not in the picture this year. Uh, yeah. But you still like to see guys competing and uh, you know in, in scratch and scratching clawing. They got the, they got a, a good core of guys on that team, so I, I wouldn't expect anything less.
0: Now nah, for sure, for sure. I mean, about it, you know, like you say Steelers five and seven, Falcons five and eight, man. <laughs> trying to make a push. But um, you know, we ain't gonna spend too much time on 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 that. Mm-hmm. But we got the Jets, man. Jets seven and five, led by Mike White right now. Um, lost to the Minnesota Vikings, sitting at ten and two. Finding ways yeah. to win. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, Pat P. Harrison Smith, got the Vikings sitting at ten and two, second in the NFC behind the Philadelphia Eagles. And again, the Jets late in this game was trying to make a push, Mike, mm-hmm. get a pass deflection in the end zone to seal this game. A Pick, pick one. This one, yeah. Bynum came Dude. out. The Vikings. I know a lot of people are saying, man, are the Vikings serious? The Vikings are contenders. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, Jets, you know, last week Mike White man had a had a good game coming in, stepping in for Zach Wilson. You know, this game, you know, it was some some plays I think he left out there. i mm-hmm. uh, that you would definitely love to get back.
1: Thoughts on any side? Uh Jets, I feel like going forward, Mike, Mike White's still the guy. You know, you see all the, the, the comments and the locker room and the support that he's getting from his guys. Um, and they're going out there and fighting. He this is another game where, you know, I think he, you know, threw for over 350 again. Once, like you said, threw that pick late. Uh, Vikings made on the defense side of the ball, made some big plays at at big times. Defensively, this Jets team, man. Really, really good. Like, they they, they bottled uh, Jefferson up for the most part. Kirk Cousins really struggling. They did have something going on the ground, though, which which you got to have at this point in the year. You got to be able to say, all right, I pass the game ain't going this year. I mean, this this week. Let's get this backfield going or vice versa. So that's what they have in the Vikings, man. And people can say what they want, you send that 10-2 through 13 weeks. Um, only one team in the league with a better record, uh, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles, man. So hats off. Uh salute to the Vikings once again. New, new head coach, new GM, uh, and a lot of the same parts that they had last year. But this year, find ways to be on that winning side of things. We find this is a game last year. Everybody lost. You know, everybody yeah. gave up a, a play at the end, a drive at the end. And there were opportunities in this game. You like, damn, they look like they trying to trick it off. Um, but yeah, this is good. But I think both of these teams, looking at watching, they both look like playoff teams yesterday, man. So um, hopefully, we'll, we'll probably see both of these teams down the line in the dance and nah. you know an attorney at least what are your for thoughts sure.
0: for sure man we're gonna try to get through a couple more of these games man we got a guest coming out here to talk talk some some sports stuff with us man so we definitely want to give if i guess some time and we'll get to some of these games the one game that i really want to talk about the chiefs and Bengals. um Chiefs sitting nine and three um bangles eight and four led by cool joe my Bengals, my, my quarterback, one of my quarterbacks, Bengals man, was able to get pull this one out 27-24. Um, cool Joe, man. He's winning the head-to-head matchup against Patrick Mahomes right now, sitting at three and zero. The Bengals are playing real, mm-hmm. real good ball right now. Um, you know, beginning of the season it was looking a little iffy, but playing some real good ball right now. Complimentary football. yeah. Again, he's did the three times Patrick Mahomes and um Joe Boris played is it's been like this, similar to this, you know, low, a uh, high scoring game, but um,
1: differential is real low, man. Um, yeah. Well, it's fine? Hey, this 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 your guy, man. You know, yeah, we yeah. had a lot of, lot of a lot of conversations about, you know, her, me and you at least her Bur- burrow. Now the conversation well, is burrow is is like this. This is potentially looking like one of those matches that could be like a Peyton Tom type. Type every time these two teams, these two quarterbacks match up, it's gonna be a dog fight. But to your point, Joe Burrow, three and oh. And we have been talking about it for weeks about the Chiefs being in the favor of the ASD. A lot of people probably I think they just moved up the Super Bowl favorites going into this week, weekend. Um and Patrick Mahomes not losing in November, December for right. you know 26 games, I think. So uh, Joe Burrow got, in, in, in the team, you know, the defense, uh, Luana Romo, the defensive coordinator, he's mm-hmm. 3-0 against Andy Reid, every enemy, so that's something to be said right there. Do a lot of different things, They drop at eight, did a good job. I felt like uh, keeping my homes in the pocket for the most part. Uh, obviously, didn't let Kelsey kill him. Kelsey pretty much shut out the first yeah. half. Second half got going, um, but yeah, this was a good game, I think. I think these two teams will definitely be in it um, at the end. Two good, good ball clubs, good football, good coaches. Uh, this, this good NFL product. Every time these two teams touch, obviously I was wrong on this one. I went with the Chiefs. Okay. I think you went with your guy with the Bengals. Uh, but good game, man. This, this, this is this was a real good one.
0: Now, nah, real good one. I think this is going to be one of the matchups that we look we look for year in and year out. When again, yeah. with these two teams. Um, play against each other led by two dynamic young quarterbacks. Like you said, well coached teams. Um so again, I think we'll see them again. We'll see them, yeah. we'll see this matchup again in the um in the playoffs. And since we are talking about uh the picture... Oh, we-
1: real quick, what, what was your what was your um your reaction to the coach? I ain't see I missed it, I missed the early, early part of the show. I missed. I saw this as soon as I jumped on I saw the score on the screen. I said, I, I tried to sleep that shit off and forget, but hey, ooh, man, like I said, it, it looked bad.
0: It looks bad, you know. Um for for one, you know, as a as a defense, you know, when you get fifty-four put up on you like that. It, it wasn't all of this. This is probably what this is all on the defense, but you know, it yeah. was a big six and fumbles. So I get it. But at the end of the day, you know, on both sides it didn't look good, right? Matt Ryan not looking good. Um, so, you know, like I, like I, like I said earlier, it was like, you know, when Jeff Saturday got that interim head coaching job, you know, Mm -hmm. first thing he did was hey, Matt Ryan, you back the starter. And we both agreed that was the decision that we would have, would have made as well. But right now, like, what do you do? Like, you know, do you,
1: do you, it it was, it was, it was bad. Bad, bro. Like, bad, bad. bad. You know, unfortunately and unfortunately, I'm watching this with, you know, my second family, basically. A lot of people in town, my boy Ty partied on this weekend. So we are It's 30 of us in the crib just watching the game. And it's just like half them Cowboys fans. It it was like, pick. Pick. Fumble. So shout out Malik Hooker, too. Malik Hooker revenge game. I was happy for my dog, but where do we go from here as far as the quarterback? Ellinger was an inactive, I believe, um, in this game. So, Nick Foles, the backup. So, if we make a quarterback change, we'll assume that's going to be Nick Foles. well do, do, do we feel better about Nick Foles going into the game as a quarterback? Honestly? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what you talking about? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hey. I don't know what to do, bro. I, I, honestly, I like that shit was man. I don't know what to do, dog. And it's bigger than Matt Ryan, but yeah, fumble. I want to say back to back pick. Like we was playing. Matter of fact, we was playing cards. Uh, was hey man. Is they put this shit on repeat? Are they rewinding this shit every time we look up? It's the Cowboys running back the opposite way, man. But it was it was bad all around, you know. I don't know, bro.
0: Yeah, and I was saying the same thing before you got on. I'm like, shit, I, I don't know what to do. Like, like, I don't know what to do. Like, it's like, okay, we gonna get ready for next year. Like, we I I am not sure, man. So like you said, last night was ugly. Um again, some
1: shit. Four, to, eight, you don't want to um cowboys, on. cowboys contenders though. I I think so. You know,
0: okay. um, I think so. Defense. Again, formula winning football. Have a good defense. You know, um, you can control the control the trenches. You know, you can run the football and your quarterback can give you a chance to win. I think they have that.
1: So one thing from last night, I, that didn't look great. He, he, he didn't look great last night. It was, and obviously his defense and the backfield and those things did their thing, but that did not look great. You're looking at that NFC, Jalen Hurts back on top of my MVP leaderboard, at least. I don't know about yours. The Vikings. Um, who else over there? I can't really say a friend after losing their quarterback, but. Um, Shit, the Vikings? But yeah, man. Now, you think that's the only? I so mean, Eagles, no. Vikings. Who else in that NFC side? Scared Here, somebody. I, I mean, I ain't gonna totally jump off that that
0: Niners tr- train. I mean, like I said, that defense they got they got a lot of talent on the offensive side. Obviously, we got to see what Josh Purdy is gonna be able to do if he's if he could be consistent. But you know, Philly, Minnesota,
1: like Seattle. Seattle looked good yesterday. Yeah. There wasn't nah, too much of a dog fight nah. with uh, LA. Nah, I ain't gonna give you that. I ain't gonna give you that one.
0: <laughs> but. Well, we gonna see, man. We, won't see, yeah, we gonna see, but it's it's tough. It's tough for our coach, man. And while we talking about it, um, our week thirteen records. You know what I mean? Money line. I was 13-1 <laughs> yesterday against the spread, 11 and one. But D-Buck, you, you had a you had a solid you had a solid day. You had a solid day. I ain't know it was like that from yeah, yeah. a thirteen to no Was a it was on a damn heater yesterday. But look, it wow, this ain't nothing new to you though. Because, um, <laughs> you experience some heaters on them dice anyway, so
1: so we, yeah, you know, I, I experienced one this weekend too. But, uh, but, nah, what was your point? not, yeah, nine four and one, uh, straight up. So, once again, not not terrible. Um, seven six and one against the spread, Did then produce I produced it's one of the first time we can see my dog Tony double digits three double digits on the win side 10 three and one money line and then our uh, seven six and one against the spread so everybody once again winning records on both sides of the of the joint money line and against the spread Um betting and using our uh, the FanDuel sports book and I don't know if you guys saw that Parlay AB posted yesterday big lick uh using the cheat sheet. Here you go. Oh, five leg parlay using the cheese sheet. Ooh, ooh. They had the money line, they had the Vikings money line. They had Green Bay covering the two-and-a-half point spread. But the Browns, Oh, we got to talk about that. Browns covering the three-and-a-half point spread. Eagles covering the four-and-a-half point spread. And then the Commanders covering, Uh, yeah, they're getting five-and-a-half points on this parlay. Bet 2,000 big unit pause won $19,189 on the FanTool sports Sportsbook. So, big, big hit. Shit, if you played all your money line, ain't no tell her how crazy that jersey
0: look. Ooh. Hey, as we say, man, you, you use the cheat sheets now. And then, you know, use. we say it all the time. You know, whatever you do, do it responsibly. Absolutely. Do it responsibly because you know, we don't want y'all to come back. Hey,
1: man, and man, you know, they told us to do this, that, and the third. But, um, <laughs> I was in, the, I was actually in the FanDuel sports book out, out here in Phoenix it's on the footprint arena, it's kind of attached to it. Nice sports book, walk right across to the arena, they got a bunch of restaurants and shit. Dope, they took care of me. Shout out, shout out to FanDuel. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Before <clears throat> we uh move on, man, we got our.
0: our our special guest, um yeah. stage, man. We about to bring her in now. There she go. There she go. What's going on?
2: Finally, I mean, I feel like I've been waiting for a long time.
1: Uh, fi- finally, you join. You gotta give. You gotta give it a proper introduction. You put her in the middle. You put her in the middle. I see. You, you no. Know, yeah, we good. You good. You good.
0: So here we have the beautiful Essie. Essay. Essay. Um, I'm sorry. Essay. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, That's good. And you know we're gonna, we're gonna run down your bio a little bit because you've been doing some 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 major yeah. stuff. We'll, <laughs>
2: little, little stuff here <laughs> and, and there. And,
0: and impressive, impressive bio. <laughs> for, sure, for sure. So, sports and media executive that. Recently pivoted to serving as original content counsel at one of the most exciting streaming platforms in the country. Re- most recently served as president of House of Athlete, a portfolio of brands including I Am Athlete Media Platform. Um, she began her career in professional sports, working as an, an attorney in the NFL for seven mm-hmm. seasons, um, including two seasons as associate counsel of the Carolina Panthers. Um, during her time in the NFL. She founded the first Black Employee Resource Group, the mm. Black Engagement Network, and Stride. The first Black Employee Resource Group at an NFL team. That's big. I did not know that. Thank She's you. just a proud double HBCU grad, first graduating from Hampton University, the other HU. <laughs> H- I thought we wasn't
2: going to do this today.
0: Yeah, you know I had to. Okay. Um, honors as That's a D1 one. volleyball player. Um, And then going on to, I'm saying her jurors' doctorate from FAMU University College of Law. Um, She's a passionate corporate and social justice activist, getting her initial spark from serving the family of Trayvon Martin as a legal intern while in law school and leading a national student
1: movement. That's major. Major, Mel. Welcome, Anshay. Welcome to the Thank pod. Thank you. Thank you. We got we got, we got a we lot are. to talk
0: about. Now nah, we definitely got a lot to talk about. <laughs> I mean, where you want to start? First of all, we want to just. I want to start on just your your journey, right? You know, going um, yeah. to Hampton uh, University, um, being a um, an athlete there, an HBCU athlete um, on the volleyball team. Just just speak on your journey. And yeah, how man. how did you get to Hampton?
2: So. You know, playing volleyball in the Midwest, you know, you think about the big programs and I truly wanted to be a professional volleyball player. Um, but then my sister was a year ahead of me and she started talking about she wanted to go to an HBCU. So she actually went to Jackson State University. Um, and but before that, she was looking at Morgan State. And so I went on a visit with her to Morgan State and the coach there started recruiting me. And then I was like, oh, wait, so I could play D1 volleyball and get this black experience that in Kansas City is not necessarily common. Um, And so I started kind of wanting to go to Morgan State. And then eventually my mom told me about Hampton University and they offered me a D1 scholarship. Um, But the way I describe it is I literally feel like I got the best of both worlds. I got to play D1 volleyball, but still in this safe Black environment where I could be myself and not have to worry about racism, being the only one, which is very common in volleyball, being the only one on the team, especially back then in 2005. Um, and the, the girls across the net were also all Black. Like, it was just this amazing <laughs> experience. And you remember, like, but they're like playing in the MEAC at that time was like special because yeah. it was it was highly competitive sports. And everyone looked like you. And so the games are lit, the band is playing, you know, even just like the cheers, everything is different, but you still got to kind of fulfill wanting to be a D one top athlete, but also getting that black, loving, nurturing, illustrious education from your HBCU. So for me, it was amazing. Like it was the best experience I could have ever had.
0: Yeah. Now I talk about all the time. I say the best four years of my life, you know, regardless of what. You know what I've been able to accomplish mm-hmm. and where I've been. I always say that's like my 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 time at Howard was the best four years of my life. So just talk about like after after um Hampton. You know you went to went to fam, um and even your experience in the NFL. Like just just touch on that a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean I feel like I people always ask me I want to do what you did, and you know half of it is luck and half of it is obviously preparation and determination. Um, it's a relationship business, and I was just grateful that a few people a long time ago saw something in me like Kevin Warren, who was at the Vikings at the time, now commissioner of the big 10, you know, I got my first internship with him. So those are the people that kind of gave me my start. But then when I got in, I was like, I'm not leaving. Um, But I took unconventional paths. Like I took an internship after law school with NFL films um, and really just kind of got my foot in the door and bet on myself, which I know is one of your, you know, go to sayings. And like, that's literally what I did. Like my parents thought I was crazy taking an internship and I was like, no, but if I get in, I'm not leaving. Like, I, I knew that mm-hmm. part. So I was like, oh, if y'all let Essay in, she's not leaving. Yeah. And, you know, really kind of just built my career from there. Went on to work at the the league office with, during a very interesting time. There were all of the racial talks going. You know, obviously this is after Trayvon Martin. And then we had like this slew of of, you know, unarmed black men being killed. So that's what prompted us to start the Black Engagement Network, and then Cap and so I'm there for that. I just started this Black group, and now we literally have the nation talking about, is the NFL racist? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. the timing was crazy, right? Um, And I feel like I was kind of in the middle of it, and I was literally the the spokesperson for Black employees to all of leadership. So I'm a junior employee meeting with the commissioner and Troy Vincent and Kimberly Fields and all these other white executives who are being forced to talk about a topic that they frankly never had to talk about, you know, for a long time um, internally uh, at mm-hmm. the NFL. So uh, my career, I, I feel like I've been lucky to be a part of some amazing things at the Panthers. I got to work with Julius Peppers and other players um, like Chris Manhertz and and leader and and other leaders uh, in the team. On this is when the owners promised to match dollar for dollar whatever the players raise and donated yeah. to any social justice cause. And so that was an amazing experience because I'm literally in the locker room. Like you guys have all this power and you need to use it. And this is the time where you can call all of the owners to the carpet and say, okay, bet you want to, you want to do this, then we're going to do it with you. Um, and I felt like we got a lot accomplished when I was there as well.
0: That's dope. That's
1: dope. So, so what, what was that what was that, uh, what was that? pivot like, you know, going from the NFL and then, you know, becoming, uh, you know, getting into the media space? Obviously, you were the president, I believe, at House yeah. of athlete when When, um, you know, I Am Athlete and everything, they kind of just had their unbelievable just rise as far as our content. Obviously, we're dealing with a lot with the pandemic and things like that. And then y'all just kind of took over that space. What was that like, That even that type of experience? Because I feel like that was a very unique one for anyone uh, but especially for a black woman being in that uh, space.
2: Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it, it was a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was a great experience for me professionally. I had known Brandon since I was an intern at NFL Films. I met him at a Pro Bowl um, and we just stayed cool over the years. And, you know, I started seeing him post about his business and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, do you have this, do you have that? And so then we just got really, you know, cool. And I started kind of just helping him on the side when I was still at the Panthers. So going full time, I had got kind of bored. I wanted to really learn about the media landscape because I saw this where it was going. Athletes—they yeah. mm-hmm. all wanted their own media platform. They, you know, the shop had started, and all these things. And I'm like, I've always wanted to help players off the field and be someone that they can trust. Because you guys—you don't have a lot of people that look like you that come yep. from where you come from, but that also know how the league works, how the sports, you know, companies work. I mean, how the sports media companies work. And so I wanted to be that for Brandon and the company. Um, Mm -hmm. So I got to come in and do that. And it was really me betting on myself. I was like, all these years I've been successful, but it's when you're with the best sports company, the NFL, you really don't know what you're made of, right? Cause it's like, am I in these rooms because of the shield or is it me? You know, like, am I good enough for, you know for for success without the shield? And House of Athlete kind of gave me that opportunity. And I learned a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I learned a lot about business. You know, the, we're in the middle of the pandemic, the beginning of the yeah. pandemic when I went. Um, but I knew we had something special. I yeah, even used to tell Brandon, sure. Brandon didn't think this, the show was even going to be a thing. And he's like, yeah. I need you to work. I need you to work on House of Athletes. And you spending too much time on I Am Athlete. And I'm like, bro, like there's something here that's special yeah. that we've never seen, especially from football players. Right? We see yeah. NBA players. Talk they shit and be themselves, but you guys never really got the opportunity to do that. It's very much don't curse, no, you know, don't talk about sex, don't talk about this. Like you have to mm-hmm. stay in these lines. Mm-hmm. And I am athlete was the first time we saw prominent football players speaking freely about all topics. And so yeah. that was great to be a part of.
1: Nah, all right. I because I, 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 before we get into the the, the, the big conversation. I got it. So what, what are you up to now? Obviously you have, you have uh, moved on. Um, what are you up to now? Where are you? Where can we see your work?
2: Yeah. So right now I'm in LA, which I'm loving by the way, it's my mm-hmm. first time living West coast. Um, but I'm at Apple. So I work on Apple TV plus I'm original content counsel, So working on all of the packaging of our shows and films from a legal perspective. And really, I really wanted to learn the TV and film industry because again, so many sports you know talent want to get into the media space and i was like i need to learn that space because oh yeah my dream is to bring sports and content together um but through a black lens uh be something that's for the culture with integrity but first you have to learn the business so um i'm blessed to be able to you know be here and work for a really exciting streaming company like we have some dope content coming
1: oh, that's dope man. congratulations on
0: that no, Thank sure. You. Sure. Um, like D-Bus said, man, to get into the what the a lot of the fuss is about right now. Right. So Coach Prime, mm-hmm. uh, you know, decision to leave uh, Jackson State for uh, for Colorado. And um, obviously, you know, you attending the HBCU, uh, myself and just uh, a lot of people just having their difference of opinions on it. Right or wrong. Yeah. You know, whatever the case may be. However, however you see put, see fit. You know, you can have a. Um your decision on that or your opinion on that. Um, I know me personally, you know, we kind of talked about it last week, you know. Me selfishly, I was like, Man, I hope he stays at uh at Jackson State, you know. But again, I know you know, money talks, and at the end of the day, you know, um man or woman, you know, they're gonna do what's best for them and best for their family. So again, you know, I respect, you know, Coach Prime, you know, making that decision. But Again, it's it's a lot of talk so um, on people on the outside as far like really don't know about the, the HBCU um landscape, the culture, um, and why some people feel a certain type of way about mm-hmm. you know coach prime leaving. And then I think you not think you posted something um that I read and I actually reposted and it was like on point very well on point. Yeah. Thank um you. for the for the people that can't see. Um, I'm gonna read it real quick. Um, as a former HBCU athlete, I know this won't be the first or last time a coach using it uses an HBCU as a stepping stone to go to a mediocre at best PWI. The amazing. only difference here is JSU and HBCUs benefited more than they usually do as stepping stones. The only lasting impact we can confirm at this time is the new JSU facility. Only time can tell what other impacts last. In the post dion era, I hope the media deals and sponsorships last. I hope all the celebs, pro athletes, and media that sprinted to JSU for the primetime fanfare go back when he's not there. That they spread love and support to all the other HBCUs. Yes, there's more than the three or four you see on TV. Part two, for the record, HBCU culture has been lit. HBCU athletics has long been a safe place for young Black athletes to play the sport they love at a high level while learning and illustrious education dion didn't make hbcus relevant dion made mainstream media and pop culture comfortable embracing the part of black culture that isn't rooted in violence and exportation um. jsu made dion more relevant than he's been in recent years dion doesn't owe hbcus anything and hbcus don't owe dion anything and when i read that man i was like man that's 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 spot on i don't think you could have said it better um, Thank like, you How do you feel about the whole Situation
2: Yeah so I tried. mean so it's, First of all you know A lot of people I think They want it to be something That's like this negative post and it really isn't Right like because I, I understand the business Of sports I understand You know having to move for better Opportunities so you know This isn't really about is Is Dion wrong or right but I think we as HBCU fans, as HBCU alumni, as the black community, we can have an opinion on, um, on something. Um, but I think one, it's not what you do, is how you do it, right? And so it's not just, oh, he went to HBCU, so y'all should be happy. And he didn't, you know, and he didn't have to go there. Well, one, you did come, right? We gave you a job. And I, I hate when people look at HBCU like charity. We don't have to be happy just because you came or just because you posted something or just because you brought attention. Dion did an amazing job from a PR standpoint, yeah. bringing sponsorships. I know a lot of them were his sponsorships that, you know, seemed to kind of have maybe carve out some for the school. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And the attention that, you know, he brought on to JSU and HBCU Sports, amazing. For sure. But it's, again, it's how you do it. I think personally for me, And maybe this is just, well, it's going to have to be that way to get the attention. Sometimes it did feel like it was more about Dion than than JSU and the HBCU culture. Sometimes he did come off like with this savior mentality, like he was saving HBCU sports. And a lot of people feel that way. Mm -hmm. And that's and that and, and that and that should be a fair criticism. Just because you do something good for black people doesn't mean that you're above approach and you're above criticism. I think it's how he's how he's leaving, right? It seems like it's a little maybe premature. You're not even seeing maybe the classes that you brought in, seeing them through. People bring up the money. Well, newsflash, if you go to coach at an HBCU, it was never about the money. So to bring up money now, we've, we, we've never been talking about money. What we have been talking about is this is a movement. And to truly say that you're a game changer for HBCU athletics and HBCUs, you have to see certain things through. You've won the swag. I don't somebody wins know the Somebody wins the swag every year, though. I don't here
1: know is, about that part. As say, I, I I think without a doubt, Coach Prime was a game changer.
2: But here, okay. But it, so my, what it, my post said: the only lasting impact. So yes, for the last two years, people have been talking about JSU. I think mm-hmm. what our community is saying is. We hope that it lasts because so much of it was tied, to, was tied to Dion. Only time is going to tell how ESPN reacts, how how the sports, you know, is Bleach Report still going to be posting the score of JSU versus Grambling? We don't know that until we see it. So, yes, we can say that the last few years there's been an amazing push for HBCU culture. You know, you have um, – the different, you know, former NFL coaches and players going to different schools and coaching. So yes, mm-hmm. we're seeing it. We're just hoping that it lasts because what we do know is that when something is hot and Dion is there, everybody was flocking there. But what was the goal? Was the goal for you to come see Dion and his sons and his family, or was the goal for you to come support JSU and learn about this amazing culture that's been lit for years and and and, and decades, by the way? That's what we're hoping. And now I just read that he's taking, what, 10 of his players with him. So what was the point of them going there?
1: That's the business. You know how this thing goes. But know business
2: and movement are two different things, right?
1: Yeah. So, so correct, that's,
0: correct. I, think, I think that's the thing that people were saying. is like when he came, it was like, hey, this is a movement that I'm about to start. You know, this is what I'm trying to create here. This is the culture. So if it was about the business, just say, hey, look, I'm about the business. I'm, I'm coming so here.
1: This is prime time we talk about guys. This is this is Deion Sanders. It's the this the same human that we've seen for decades that was ahead of the decades ahead of the game as far as selling himself and his product and who he is, not only as the athlete that was on the field, but the person, the 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 entertainer, the whatever. And I feel like this shit, even on any level, um personality-wise, he's probably one of the biggest personalities in coaching. Now, right. JSU, a part of what you said, JSU also made him more relevant, in a sense, from that standpoint, because he was coaching at high school, I believe, on the high school level, right. they came to JSU, yeah. and then are now, obviously. But just like in coaching, we see these coaches take jobs. All the great coaches we know, they took jobs that they used as pedestals to step up until they get to their final destination. One of his things that he said to his team was, like, "It's elevation and termination. We know that to be very true on any level, from the pro level, uh, any any level when it comes to coaching. So I feel like a lot of us, me included, because I wanted to see, him, see it through, too. I wanted to see Travis Hunter go top ten from Jackson State, and then that be the thing because a lot of the things that he was saying was, just the attention, like you said, the culture has always been lit. I knew, I'm, I knew about fam. I knew about being a Floridian. But the culture has always been lit. But those eyes, those attention, just like an artist or a group of artists or a, a type of music, and then that person takes it to a whole different level. When they leave, it's on some other people to carry that torch. I, I don't feel like it's fair for people to look at Prime and be like, yo, Damn, he, he 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 left. He left. He left. He left, motherfuckers. High and dry. Now he did his thing. Now he went and left us with the PWIs, he, just like a, everybody else. I'll
2: challenge you on that. Dion said that's who he is. Dion said, "I'm the great savior, baby. I'm here to save y'all." He literally told
1: people that's
2: that's literally he literally looked at people's face and said, "I'm SWEAT. You're not SWEAT. You've never been." SWEAT.
1: Oh sh- Oh shit.
2: How, how, oh, shit. How, how are you? How are you? swack When you've never been committed to the swag to begin with, you always knew that this was a stepping stone. And for someone who understands the business, I get it. But nobody, nobody told you to say you were swack either. Nobody told you to,
1: say, ha- I'm here, to say I'm he here to change the game. He no, he to. didn't. He did. Eddie Robinson <laughs> no, told you he 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 what? Swag. <laughs> say, the coach Eddie Robinson Jr. said you ain't swag. If you a head coach in the swag. He's done some at his school with the illustrious uh, history on. that they do have. Nah, All dude. The, hey, we, B, we, we can go back to the nah. – t- You tell me I'm not – I mean, mind you, it ain't like uh, – Yes, they gave him a coaching opportunity, but it's not like uh, Dion didn't sacrifice to go there as well. What did he and sacrifice? To any, any, any – what did he sacrifice? Co- coaching, coaching, is hard as fuck, especially on the college level. You got to recruit. You got to. You can. That's uh, not a sacrifice. He, he, that's your
2: job. Well, yeah, you. That's want to a do sacrifice.
1: That. That's a sacrifice from coming from. What was he doing? Media, coaching in high school on his time. You moving to Jackson, Mississippi from Dallas. That in itself is a sacrifice. Okay, yeah, I don't care what you're doing All the those things.
2: Game. The the coaching game is your best coaching job may be Green Bay. Who wants to move to Green Bay? Nobody. But th- if that's the opportunity, you take it. So again, I'm just hesitant to buy into this this narrative, and I think that narrative is there. You guys should just be happy that he came, and don't say anything, and don't that's, don't nah, hold him accountable I'm for what he said.
1: I'm not saying that, but you, he came to coach, to coach, to recruit. But but he said he more that. than
2: that, Derek. Derek. He said he said more than that. Like he did say more than that. He said God called him there. He said, I'm here because there's an issue and HBCUs deserve the same things that other schools get and that I'm here to change the game. I'm here to change the swag. I am swag." With those comments and that attitude comes a responsibility. And it's fair for some people to be like, I don't think you lived up to what you said. And some people say, I'm calling bullshit. And this was never about the culture. This was about you getting an opportunity. And again, I'm not saying I'm... But so, people have the right to hold him
1: accountable Absolutely. for that. Absolutely, everybody always has the right their opinion. Something he also shared was when the Power Fives, because everybody saw, everybody saw this being a potential uh, uh, step in this. Everybody saw yeah. that I'm not gonna call it in, but this is the new okay. Going, from, I didn't, I didn't see him staying uh, at Jackson State for ten years. I, I maybe no. saw him saying, as far as his son was there. And that's another part of it, too. Your son's going to be in the draft soon. So now you put, put him on a different stage. But he also said, when the Power Five schools come calling, I am going to entertain that. I would be a true. fool not to. So, like, it, w- it wasn't like he came and said, Hey, like, I'm going to be, you know, Eddie Robson senior. I'm going to coach it for 50, 50 years and years. No, he said he's going to do what he did. I feel no like. I don't
2: think anybody was expecting him to do that
1: the the way a lot of people talking right now it's like damn he a sellout. he did he that um like
2: well i think you could argue Colorado that's that's what you leaving that's what you leaving the movement for it seems like you you went with the with the first person that called cuz at one point it was all these other schools are recruiting you and you hot and then you end up in Colorado and again why don't hbcu fans get to be like every other fan every other fan base gets to say dang Antoine Bethea, man, he's going to he got, he from he, free agency, he's going to another team. I'm mad at Antoine Bethea. Why don't people, why don't we get to say that? Why don't we get Absolutely. to say we're, we're, we're sad that a good coach is,
1: that a good sellout coach them? is leaving? They don't call him a sellout, though. No, I, but, they, I, but I've never called him a Brian, sellout. Brian, I'm saying Brian you, Kelly, go from go ahead, A.B. No,
0: I definitely wouldn't, I wouldn't put that title on him as a sellout, you know what no. I mean? But again, like, like, uh, the conversation to be had, and I was just going to be, people on both sides of the fence you know what i mean and again like i'm not gonna sit here and say like what prime did didn't help jsu and didn't help the hbcu uh landscape like it would be you know, a fool a fool to say that but again you know again and that's like i said selfishly you know being an hbcu alum being an hbcu grad and just thinking like oh man prime taking his job Oh, and he had Nick Saban and he had the uh, the power five coaches on they on they on the edge of their seat when Travis Hunter um committed to JSU. It's like, damn, like he could really, really, really make a dent in this in the landscape, you know. Because right. these people are they are really a little nervous now. You know what I'm saying? So again, not expecting him to stay for 10 years, but mm. that four years stay where more um you know, four stars, five stars are trying, yeah. to, are trying to make that move now. The the, the the playing field and even though the playing field wouldn't have been totally even but you gonna have them those those coaches at those power fives a little bit more nervous you know what i'm saying I, in, in my mind that's what i was thinking like man a couple like two more years i a, think a, so a, too
1: a, a few more a few more uh uh um uh, four I stars, never gassed uh, up like that i ain't, i ain't believe that you ain't believe yeah, but you but this because like, you know the res the resources bro like that that's I feel like as a lot of people always see it as, and obviously y'all have a different experience. Y'all actually live the HBCU experience, but a lot of people always see it as like the athletes are going to be on the forefront of that type of, like the, okay, the athlete, oh, these guys, when it, with, especially with college athletics, the athletes for the most part are going to go where the best facilities, where I'm playing on TV, where I'm playing the best competition. So when we change that part of it first However that is, however, we can get the resources to build these 78 because that's the arms race in the That's and not then gonna got happen to,
2: though without the players. Like it the, it, the it players is go, to, come,
1: it can't I be know. the players. And, and,
2: and here's and here, here's here's like the harsh part of the of the conversation, right? A movement takes sacrifice. And as a community, if we don't come together, athletes, prominent coaches, prominent, you know, prominent people that have you know resources and money. If, if it's not a community effort, then it's not going to happen. So, yeah, you, you are going to need some athletes. Like, look, I know they don't have the best facilities, but it's people like me that have to go there because the top athletes, the talent, the black talent, that's what's going to bring the eyeballs. That's what's going to bring the media deals and the partnerships. Mm-hmm. So to say that, oh, well, HBCUs, y'all got to get the money first and then come holler at us.
1: That's not. That's not. That's not even just HBCU. Even like you, you were in the league. We were all in the league when the Colin Kaepernick shit was going on. When the nil, everybody got called. Everybody talked to their family. I, I was having a conversation, man. You know what y'all should have did? All y'all should have not played. All y'all should have did this and did that. Oh, if you they need y'all, yeah, which is very very true. They do need us. We are the engine that runs it. They, we are the people that are tuning in to watch. But when somebody leaves or walks off a job, and you got an opportunity to play professional football for four years, what other league are you going to go to? You're going to say, I'm going to sacrifice this. I'm going to go play in the rock league and the XFL. I'm going to go to the CFL. I'm going to go to some other. If the league not, isn't there for the players or the athletes to go to, it's not going to happen. Like you, it's it's like putting a cart before the horse. You can't, like you can't, that's not, that's not realistic in my opinion.
2: But here's the thing. Players, players that are good, make it out of the MEAC and the SWAC. Right now, I think, I know last year, Shaq Leonard was the highest paid LB yep. in the NFL. Came from yep. South Carolina from
1: State, right? Gate, yep. So
2: in my mind, I'm thinking if there were 20, 30, 50 Shaq Leonard's in the MEAC, right? So now you're playing against top talent on each team. Then more of you guys would go to the NFL. More of you guys would make it to the next level. Because I know and, – and, and football is harder than basketball. I think basketball – Shit could change instantly if the Mikeys of the world and the Bronnies of the world go there because one, they're only going to school for one year anyway. So if you can't spend one year at an HBCU and if a one year at HBCU is gonna hurt your chances, you're not that good to begin with because college has never mattered
1: for NBA. Yeah. Football, got more I know of, it's they got about more influence too.
2: Yeah. Football, I know it's about you have to play against bigger guys and faster guys. But again, that's where the community comes in. But if people aren't up for the movement, then just say that. Because it's going to take sacrifice. The money isn't going to be able to compare with Texas, Colorado.
1: It never It never will. Yeah, we're not going to be I, able I to compete I there. I wouldn't I would say, I mean, obviously, they got we to. We, we got we to got, we understand the real dynamics that are here at play, which we all understand. They got hundreds of years of a head start that's and, and, saying, re, and yeah. all these different things. I feel like we are in a time and space, though, where it is possible when you have shit. That's as an apple right now. Mm-hmm. If you like, like places in the industry like that, where you can come and take, we, like all these different streaming services that you can have. There are places in time we have black people or people just that are just up for change or want to be involved in something different. It don't have to be all black. We just be diverse. Where you you start something in two thousand twenty-two. And easily by 2028, now that's what's really going to have motherfuckers scared. It ain't going to be a c- recruits going here and there. What's going to have people scared is a uh, eight-league team that people can leave out of college and go to, you know, say after two years of being out of high school and go play and make just decent money on any level. That's mm-hmm. going to really put – and then because once other advertisers or somebody else comes in and say, hey, I want to be a part of that, yeah, I want to be a part of change, so these little kids – 25 year old billionaires and say yeah I put 500 million in that. That's when, and then you have the athlete come out and say okay that's shit dope. They partner with so and so they're partnering with here, we're there. Now we can really that's the real the real movement. Which I understand. I'm down I understand for. I, I just from a reality standpoint. I know man people raising their kids and you got a kid that say hey this kid could be a top five pick. Most parents not going to say I'm down for the movement. Most parents going to say I'm going to put my kid yeah, in the best that's situation. Right. That's, that's, what, that's the
0: problem. That's the problem, d But That's what we we're saying. How is saying. that a
1: problem? How is that a problem for a parent putting their kid in the best situation that they see for their child?
2: But you're assuming you're assuming that an HBCU is not a great situation. Exactly. And here's the thing.
1: Didn't say that. Didn't say HBCU that. HBCU
2: is a, a
0: great situation But for that's me. what it's inferring. Yeah, you that's, say what what I'm the, saying? that's what you it's saying, inferring. You're automatically saying that uh, a power five is the best situation for any kid. That's what you're saying. I see. The facilities look good. Like, and that's not the case. So that what, what and that that's not the case. Like, just because your for just because your facility looks better doesn't mean it's a it's a perfect situation for
1: a child. Absolutely not. No, it's much more that goes into, especially in those formative years that goes into a man or a woman, the, the HBCU experience is much better for a black individual in that, in that space. If you're talking about athletics just purely athletics and it's not only from going from high school mm-hmm. to college to college or pro strictly athletic house of athlete if you mm-hmm. say hey I mean you can go train at house of athlete every day or I'm going to go train at athlete of house every day you putting your child in that situation is a better situation for your child it be if they want to be in computers and you yeah, if, a, you're, this if, if you're to looking that.
2: if you're looking at it if you're looking at it one dimensionally and like that which most think, parents are that that's but that's the challenge though right so what is wrong what is wrong with a few of us from the community saying hey it's bigger than that and no, she, to come together and that. to and to try to change the game truly you have to buy in and it can't just be the athletes it can't just be the big name coaches it can't just be the pro athletes it can't just be the do- uh the media companies that are going to spend the money and the sponsorships it has to be everybody coming to the table and the, if if you don't if you don't buy into the movement then people just need to say that but we're trying to talk to people that buy into the movement. All these players, what's the percentage of players that, that go to Power 5 that make it to the NFL?
1: Oh, shit, I don't know. Low. It's low. Yeah, it's I low. Mm-hmm. Very low, right? Yeah, So absolutely.
2: There's a few that go, but somehow it's wild to think that everybody or, or half of those people couldn't go to an HBCU. As if you're just guaranteed to go to the league because you go to a Power 5. What happens to most players when they stop playing? Trouble finds them either mentally, financially, socially, they're lost. They don't have a network. They don't have an education. Those are things that HBCUs can help with. You have a foundation. You have this. I know so many players who aren't even comfortable in their blackness. Mm -hmm. But you think and just being from the hood doesn't make you comfortable in your blackness. Growing up poor doesn't make you comfortable in your blackness. Mm -hmm. Having black friends doesn't make you comfortable in your blackness. And those are things that when you go to a historically black college or university, you don't struggle with those things. Because for those four years, you see black excellence as a standard. And that is an intangible. And so if people don't value the intangibles of a black education, having a safe space, not having to worry about, is this person going to call me the N-word? Not having to worry about racist teachers. Those are things that it sounds small, and I know we don't like to look at student athletes and students, but I care about their education. Cause I see mm-hmm. them when they retire and they call me and they're lost and their money got stolen. Cause they don't even know anything about their money. So why can't we push that? And if you're gonna bring up money, anyone that brings up money to begin with, I know that they either haven't caught on to the movement or they're not for the movement. Cause I'm. it's bigger than money. It's bigger than money.
1: It's always bigger than money. I, I just, I, when we're talking about in the, the conversation that we have when it comes to the sports part of it, the the sports, is the money and the sport, like we know how that, how that, that worked. The movement, and then it's going to come down to each child or athlete, child, student athlete going and making these choices. The parents are involved, coaches, handlers, all these people that are already agents that should be NIL, in high school at this point. So now, yeah, I feel like the game will get even more wicked when it comes to that. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and we, and, and just like when we Which have I actually that. actually
2: think opp- helps HBCUs. I think NIL I, he- helps because now companies can get money directly to these players. I know some players, oh, with the money under the table from the boosters, it's hard to turn down. My mama needs a house. Well, now there's an avenue where money doesn't always have to come from the university. It can come from mm-hmm. companies if you're top talent. And And there's this other debate that it frustrates me so much. Athletes think that they are not the prize. The school is the prize. I'll never forget having that debate that went viral with Fred T and Channing okay. and Brandon. And I'm like, Fred Taylor, you <laughs> are Fred Taylor, but but it's Florida. But you are Fred Taylor. So you mean to tell me that you couldn't go to FAMU and still be that guy? Why? It's Channing, but but lobster. They had lobster. <laughs> Like you mean to tell me that you couldn't you chanting and you what you going to HBCU, like you weren't going to be that good. That's ridiculous. And we've been conditioned to think that the talent is not what pays the bills. The The NFL would not be the NFL without the black players and the black talent. So So why are you, why have you been conditioned that you need lobster and a fancy gym (laughs) to be that guy?
0: So that's why, that's why, that's why I was, that's, that was, like, my biggest thing as far as the the, the coach prime is, like, you had Power 5 on the edge of their seat, yo. Like yeah. and, and that was just with one. That was with one That was one just with one. Five. That was with one recruit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So my thing is, like, hey, I know you're not – because we've lived it. Like, we understand the money's not there. The the facilities not there. You're not going to have that um, – you, you, you you're not going to the administration you got to deal with. So it is tough. But I understand, I'm, I hope he understood that before taking the job. He knew what he was getting himself yeah. into. You know what I mean? So so now. I think, didn't he gave, have his salary have to his finish? Um, yeah, the Yeah. Yeah. So he did a lot. So again, now the conversation can't be, oh, I didn't have this. I didn't have that. Walking into the situation, you knew what you was going to be dealing with. So again, with that one recruit, you shook shit up. Yeah. And things can things
2: can keep changing like things are going to change overnight i hope no one thought oh well he was there and he still need x y and z well those things take time like could he did he think that everything was going to do a 180 in two years one of the things that i do think we is know
1: fair, Dion didn't think that absolutely not i feel like but it's that's a, what it's people a are saying conversation well, and then it's the people that Correct. Have their opinion about what Dion was supposed to do, what he did, and what he's doing now. I, 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 I think we. I would say, I don't want to speak for him, but I would say he knew what he was getting into fully. Maybe you know, once you you think you get into something, once you actually get into it, it's always a different experience. So maybe he got into it and had a different experience. And then I think the other element that a lot of people are leaving off is his son. You know, he he and whether you agree with it or not, he feels like having his son playing in the big 12 is going to give him a better opportunity to be drafted higher. So i say this point, if you're a good player, you're a good player. When you have these evaluators, we've all been around them. It's evaluator playing at school A compared to school B. You're going to get drafted in a different, in a, in a different spot. So that's maybe for his, son, for his quarterback, um, Shadour. Um, and then I know his, his older son, Shiloh, he already had that, uh, experienced that South Carolina needs before transferring to Jackson State. I don't know if he's following him over to Colorado, but um obviously it's you know a lot of layers to this conversation and you, you know these, 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 the these are these are conversations that we've had you got you you got to buy into the movement. I'm I'm for the movement. I'm are for you? the movement. Are yes, you? But I am, I, li- I also live in reality. So the reality so, okay, of so it, Let's
2: let's let's take that same statement. Before before there was segregation, you had people that wanted, to,
1: See, that's wanted a whole for the movement. Conversation. and you had
2: somebody say, listen, I hear you, SA. I hear you, okay But reality is the white folk, they not going to let us do it. So why would we even do it?
1: That's it's not the a same conversation. conversation. It's movement. not the same conversation. It, it, it. Not, it's
2: not for the faint of heart. But I'm just saying the principle of what you're saying is, yes, I'm not stupid. I know the reality right now. What I'm saying is if a few good players do what Travis Hunter did, if, a, if more coaches did what Dion did and they actually saw some of it through. That's where the change happens. So then five, 10, 15 years from now, our kids don't have to pay the price that they did. And so, yeah, it's a big ass. But that's what all movements are, is a big ass.
1: So but things back- can't
2: change until they change.
1: Okay, but going back to that movement, even with that move, which we were doing, we were building and creating our own, right? Yeah. And then we had the Tulsa race Matter, We had different things where you had uh, high functioning black, society, black uh, side neighborhoods, banks. All we had our own shit, and then with the whole, we wanted to desegregate and come into their shit, right? As opposed, to, we like we have to if we were to build our own, and I don't think this is just my opinion. I could be dead ass wrong. I don't think that personally starts with the athlete. I feel like the athlete is going to go. The athlete, the athlete, we're talented, we are student athletes, but you're going to go to where the resources are. I so it's the innovators, the, the people in tech, the business people, the doctors, the people with the resources. You build that shit, then that now that that's gonna accelerate that movement 10, 15, 20x. Because it's something I can see it already. I I know I can go there and and go and do this right now. I so think like it has that's to be that's both. I think
0: again, I think it. I agree. It, 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 I, I, I agree, I agree with that because I feel like the the when the athletes are there, that's when the change will come as far as just the performance, and then from there, yeah. that's when the the company. The athletes gonna be
1: there like this. I, I mean, yeah, I think, but it,
2: ha- it has to come together, right? And yeah. so it's like that's what I'm saying. Is like it's not it's not on one side. It's us as a community saying, okay, this is my job. I got I'm coming with the money. You got to get the give me the players, right? Because that's what people are following is the talent. You got to have, you know, you got to get the coach. And if all those things come together, which is what seemed to be happening at Jackson State, I think that is the recipe for change. It can't just be the the dollars aren't going to come if they don't have some something to hold on to. Okay. Like who's that Antoine Bethea that's there, right? Who's that Shaq Leonard that's there? Who are those people that are there that are going to put on a show? Because that's what we're paying for.
1: Mm -hmm. But it
2: has to be both. You know, everybody has to chip in. Athletes have to chip in. Celebrities have to chip in. All those things were happening at JSU. I just think the community is saying, dang, it seems like the project wasn't finished. And it seems like some of the things that you said you were going to be for HBCUs, you weren't. And then there's this outside chatter that HBCUs should just be grateful that he even came. HBCUs are not a charity case. We don't need charity. We need support. And there's a difference. Like, we are the Mecca. We are the ones that are educating the next doctors, lawyers, business people. We are the ones that are providing the only safe space for Black people in their most formidable years to come into adulthood in a safe environment where you know it's okay to be Black and excellent at the same time. So that's what you have to buy into. And all I'm saying is I'm questioning his commitment to some of the things that he said. And I think it's a little premature. And I think it looks a little bad that he's taken arguably maybe <laughs> I don't know the players, but now you're taping taking your top players. So now you've yeah, almost you, depleted you, the, yeah. the program. Back. That's kind of that's kind of BS. That that's BS. And people have the right to call BS. You don't get just because there's this there's this thought that, well, I give money to black people all the time. That you can't make a mistake. Look at Kanye. He does not, he, he's done great things for black people, but we can't criticize him. And if we criticize him, then now it's us crabs in a barrel and us hating on other black man. No. You still have a responsibility. And so much is given, much is required. And so that's all that I'm saying. And I think a lot of black people. Are saying is they're calling BS on some things.
0: Yeah, it's well said. And sure. then I feel like this, is, this is a conversation that I think people are gonna continue to have. You know, Um again, yeah. like you know, I, I wish Coach Prime much success on his next move for sure. Um, you know, going to Colorado. Um, but again, you know, HBCU at the heart, man. So we always gonna ride, ride for ride for hours. Who, huh,
1: huh? Who taking over at uh at Jackson State? Right, they Coach have Lee. Be- they I have to- think he's. He,
2: he tried to say, I think his assist in that one video I saw to the team, he yeah. said somebody's name, but he said it still needed to be approved.
0: So. Yeah, so it hasn't really been decided yet, but great conversation. It's conversation that's needed. Yeah. Um, as always, you know, we'll not appreciate- for the movement essay, okay? No,
2: I don't, I, I don't, I don't trust <laughs> it. I don't
0: know. We, I don't we appreciate know. you. <laughs> we appreciate you joining the show. Gotta have you um, more often. Yeah, Keep thanks for beautiful. having me. Keep doing. Great things, and uh,
2: y'all too, man. Y'all, I'm proud of y'all for real. And and Antoine, like you, you know, I bring your name up all the time in my debates. But you know, I think you have really kind of set the bar really high for putting HBCUs on the map. And like, just even how long you played, you know, because people say all the time, like, who came out? And it's like, I'm like Antoine, Antoine. <laughs> so
1: um, two years, yeah. man. And you
2: got to talk about it. So like, if people to, for people did sure. what you did, you know? Like for real, I think that's where you that's where you start changing so kudos to you for real because i think you're one of the best examples of if you're good you're gonna make it
1: yeah that's the fact you speak speaking of wednesday 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 find out my dog make you know make the black college hall of fame which we really putting that that good energy out there okay that should be
2: a layup that should be a layup you
1: know (laughs) it's, it's
0: you know we're not
2: that that would be disrespectful, that's all I'm gonna say.
0: It's you know, it's we, the fact. We, we got we got to go it's through what fact. we gotta go through, you know.
2: Nah, sure. you you should be a shoe in for sure. You deserve all your flowers, and nah, I appreciate be, you as well. Like, I love what y'all do, I love y'all comments on the culture, and I love to see black men win. So,
0: thank you, appreciate,
1: appreciate you, appreciate Thanks you. for having um, me, of course. Thank you. All right, wait, you're Chiefs, man. Uh, I should ask you, she said, I know, she can't see this Big talking big, big chief shit right big now t- shit. right right man that, that's a great convo though great conversation man nah,
0: that we can we can we can always have and people express their opinions without you know feeling a certain type of way um probably went over a little bit more but you know conversations that need to be had before we let y'all go man we got monday night football tonight we got the saints at the bucks the
1: matchup
0: hopefully i can keep this money line
1: 13 perfect. and no perfect where you going where you going where are you going, where I'm, going, you going? I'm going, going. With okay. the bucks.
0: i'm going with the bucks i seen the people in the comments asking if i'm gonna change my pick i'm not gonna change my pick i feel like i got the good juju this week I'm Do with I change mine? I'm going with the saints man i think it's I that, think for for my sake be bucks stay with the saints please don't <laughs> please don't come over to the
1: bucks I'm staying with the Saints, man. All right. You're damn right. I'm staying with the Saints. But I, I, right. I, I, I after your weekend, I don't feel confident. I'm not. I, I have zero confidence at all. Just like when I picked the coach to cover against the Cowboys. Um, but ride with the Saints, baby.
0: Hey, who that? Hey, um, shit. I'm gonna I'm try to. I'm gonna put some. I'm in. I'm in uh, North Carolina, man. And. That fan door, man. We gotta get something. No on, man. We got we gotta get it right. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna call somebody, see if they can put a little parlay together for me. Um uh, Debo, you doing the same game, parlay tonight?
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna put one together. I ain't doing this Sunday on the site, so I'm gonna put one together. Probably uh, I know Kamar had a rough week last week, lost two fumbles. I think he bounces back this week. Um Brady passed the yards. Always a good one. Evans probably getting the touch. I'm gonna definitely put something together. If you got any. Any help, any legs? I just need a good Olave. Anytime he's been balling too, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna definitely put probably a four leg because these five legs been been less than me. Up. It's always, it's always, always that last one. So, I might go four. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna definitely put something together. I'm still out here in Arizona so I can bet. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, if y'all on the book, you know, use the book, bet responsibly as always, have fun with it. Uh hopefully A B finish up this perfect week, man. If I lose this one, I won't even feel I won't even feel hey, I'm letting y'all right now. Y'all better with A B, man. You know, I'm I'm just going with mine because i got some conviction. I'm sticking with, you know. But I'm, I ain't changed my answer last minute. Y'all stay tuned on, on the Twitter, man. Hashtag hey. live. We appreciate y'all for tapping in. I know we went a little longer. Uh, you know. Little, little bonus, a bonus episode. We might clip this up and have this as a bonus convo. It's a convo that you know I feel like it's been had a lot of places, and this ain't sure. this ain't a new convo. This is a conversation I feel like we've been hearing and having um, for forever, uh, and um, hopefully, you know, uh, Prime started something and, and, and it continues to go that way. And that and what he did, and this, you know, being on Affleck and having you know the big. Um, companies that came in College game day coming back and a lot of people were confused thinking this was the first time that college game day went to hbcu which right. they had already been uh to hbcu previous times before that man so um once again man we always had these conversations dude. i think we always want to get we all want to get to the same uh same same place man but it, yeah. was, it was a good one appreciate it once awesome. again for jumping on
0: yeah, and everybody, like, you know, even, you know, our day ones, we always say, like, we want this situation to be like in the locker room. and this is the, a typical locker room conversation. You know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. sitting around and, you know, talk about, you know, a power five versus HBCU. These are conversations that I had my entire 14-year career. Again, you yeah. know, I think that the good thing is that we can come in here and we can have – Rob them. Mathis. Rob Mathis, yeah. We can have these differences of opinions. But, again, you know – respect one another's opinions you know what i mean so again um you know it's i think we all want the the greater good you know we want we want people to win you know so again i'm excited for prime you know whenever you take a next step into in in your career um and you can go and, and, and make change somewhere else you know salute to him you know what he did at jackson state you know Again, brought a lot of a lot of stuff to Jackson State, you know, to, mm-hmm. to Jackson, Mississippi. Brought more eyes to HBCU. So we're not gonna take anything away from Coach Brown, but obviously, you know, some things, you know, me again, me selfishly, uh being an HBCU grad, some things that I question. But again, mm-hmm. man, we, we appreciate y'all tapping in with us. It's the man to man pod. It Wait, is real real
1: Go real quick before we get because I just thought um and this is something we've been talking about too, a lack of black head coaches on the power five level. Um, as well. So hopefully he continues to open doors there. And shout to yeah. Colorado too. I know Colorado was some shit last year. One eleven. It's been ugly out there, but this is now their third black head coach that they've hired in a row. And I don't think that's probably ever been done at a power five school. So uh, once again, to your point, we definitely rooting for Coach Prime. Um in that in that in that Colorado Buffalo squad now. I don't mm-hmm. think I ever would have said I was rooting for Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes. <laughs> hey,
0: but as always, start your week off right, man. Get your cardio in. Get at least 30 minutes in. I got mines in this morning. Today was leg day. So definitely, man. Get your get your get your cardio in. Health is wealth. Um, as my man tone says, smack that like button. Yes, sir. Um all that good stuff we appreciate y'all as always showing love man we gone see y'all on when we go what's that thursday what's today thursday yeah thursday i'll be live from the thunder oh i'm gonna holler at you about thursday i'm i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make on make all it all right. thursday but i'm gonna let you all know right. hit me but we out appreciate y'all